Welcome to Kylie Mentors Moms, a podcast where you can feel empowered in your role as a business owner and a mother. I'm your host, Kylie Ann, a mom of three and wearer of all of the hats. Let's get started. Okay, today we have a special guest. Her name is Tess, and she is the Enneagram mom. And if you don't know what an Enneagram is, we are going to tell you all about that today. But we're going to get started with just introducing Tess and kind of figuring out how she got involved with this and um, kind of more about her. So Tess, thank you for coming today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Can you please tell us a little bit about who you are and how you kind of got started with Enneagrams? So I'm Tess. I'm a mother of three boys. I have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a 20-month-old. So it's a little crazy up in here. Um, But I fell in love with the Enneagram. About a year ago, I figured out my type. I'm a type three. And I was like, this is so accurate, like almost creepily accurate. And then I figured out my husband's Enneagram. And I was like, oh, now this is like freaky. Like I was like this stuff. And that's when I became obsessed because then I could not only use it for myself, I could use it in my marriage and totally saw a huge difference in my marriage. And so that was probably about five months ago. And I just haven't stopped since. I need to know all the information. And you've just totally dove into it. And that's what I love is, you know, so much. And, but Enneagrams aren't really new, right? How long have Enneagrams been around? Oh, I was just looking it up the other day. It was actually used in like ancient churches, like in like the 500. So it's a really old historic thing. I, yeah, I just figured that out yesterday when I was preparing for this. I was like, holy cow, these are ancient. This is ancient stuff. I thought it was new because, you know, it's all you know, current, it's very trendy right now to know your Enneagram and whatever, but it's because it's trendy because it's, it's changing people's lives and marriages Mm -hmm. and relationships. And for me, just knowing my personality type and like my Enneagram type has helped me like grow in confidence in who I am and like validate like the weird things that I do that other people might have told me are weird or not cool or whatever. And now I'm like so validated in who I actually am as a person. Yes. I feel like the Enneagram gives you permission to be who you are and who you're meant to be. I, and I, that's why I love it so oh much because it just seriously gives you so much permission to be who you are. And oh, it just makes my heart sing. That is going to be turned into a quote, like a quote, shareable quote, because that is the best. Enneagram gives you permission to be who you are and who you were meant to be. That was the best yeah. quote. We could just end it right now. But first, we probably need to learn what is an Enneagram for those listeners who've never heard? So tell us what is an Enneagram? So an Enneagram is basically like another personality test, but very different than like the Disney princess test. Like which Disney princess are you? This one is extremely accurate. That's why it's hard. Cause often people will be like, where do I go take a test? And I'm like, honestly, they're just not so accurate because this is something that takes time to figure out. And so it can be very overwhelming to people when they're new to it, but it is all about your motivation, your underlying desires. And once you figure out your type, you can never unsee it. It's there like forever. Yes. So why should someone figure out their Enneagram number? So number one, it gives you permission to be who you are. And number two, it really helps you see your personality and understand how to grow to be a healthier personality. Another thing it does is it shows you the type of stress, like, cause you actually turn into a different number when you're stressed out. And so you can actually start to recognize when you're in stress much quicker and help yourself pull yourself out of those stressful situations and get yourself back to a healthy Enneagram number. 
I love that. We have so much to talk about because I am just starting to learn about the stress and growth things and mm-hmm. yeah, all of that. So the, the first way I figured out my Enneagram number or what I thought was my Enneagram number was just following accounts like Tess who have all these like memes and, um, I don't know. Are they called memes? They're not really called memes anymore. I don't know what they are, but they basically are graphics that kind of share like the strengths or the fears or the different things that Enneagram have. Um, so her account, which we're going to share in the notes and at the end of this podcast, the Enneagram mom, she, um, has graphics where you can just go scroll through and look at each number. But I'll, I'll warn you that what I did was I found one, someone sent me one like, Oh, you're totally a type two. And I just, got it. And was like, I am, I totally am. And I am a wing too. So I definitely have a lot of those things, like a lot, Mm -hmm. but like my main Enneagram is a one, but I didn't know that because I didn't even know what a one was. I just read all the two stuff and I just dove into two. And so I would, I would say go through every single one and we're going to have different like graphics and things you can look at attached to this episode. Um, but dive into her page and like, you're and another thing someone had a question and we're going to go through each number in a minute but you're not going to always be every single thing that's on those graphics right like no no and it can depend also on if you're healthy unhealthy Mm -hmm. and also what your wings are which are the numbers directly to the side of your number so that can also determine and there's actually even deeper stuff than that there's even like underlying layers there's so much i'm like Seriously, there's so much to dive into in the Enneagram. So yeah, you're not going to be everything, but when you figure out your type, things are going to like hit you on the head until you're like, oh, and it like freaks you out a teeny yes, lot of it. Yes, it's, it's like, how do they know everything about me? And there's other people like me. <laughs> like <they'll> say, <laughs> I'm not alone crazy. in this yeah, world. <laughs> it's great. Okay. So now I want you to go through and give us a brief description of each Enneagram number. Cause I think that'll help a lot Absolutely. of people. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So number one is they are known as the perfectionist. Um, they need things to be a very specific way. And they kind of have this inner critic in their head that tells them what they did wasn't good enough or that they need to work hard, harder than they're already working on something. So um, I very much relate this to like Monica from friends that has like her 17 or whatever. I know it's 11, 11 towels sets that she has together. Like things have to be a very specific way and have to be their way. Um, And then twos are, they are the givers. They would give the shirt off their backs. They are the people that they literally can't control themselves when they see somebody that needs help. Um, So they will do anything for other people. And it can also be a detriment to themselves where they give to others, but they have a hard time taking care of themselves. Um, Threes, I'm a three. So threes are like the cheerleaders. They're the motivational people. They're the people that will stand up. And if if they know at the end of something, they're going to get a sticker or a t-shirt, they will go all in. Okay, threes are so motivated by like the achievement, the awards, like wanting to see the best in all their challenges. So fours are known as the individualists. They are beautiful. They can be a tad bit moody. Um, They sit in their feelings. They are the ones that feel their feelings the most deepest on the Enneagram. They're very unique and they want to be seen as different than others. Fives. Fives are their in, the informationalists. They want to know. They want all the knowledge. Knowledge is extremely valuable to them, extremely important to them. They are, they're the ones that are like, let's Google this. My best friend is an Enneagram five and I literally go Google Carly instead of actually Google. I'm like, so yes. I'm thinking about this. And she like goes, yes. 
my best friend and lead photographer is Enneagram five. And before I knew this, I always called her the encyclopedia of knowledge. She just knows everything. And it made so much sense when we figured out that she was an Enneagram five. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's, I'm like, I love fives. I think they're so fascinating and that's their drive for knowledge is so important to them. They want to know all the facts, feel all the facts and understand things by like, okay, this is how it is. So they don't really put their feelings first because they're more, this is how the facts are. So it shouldn't hurt your feelings because it's true. So that's a five. A six is the loyalist. They are the ones that when they become loyal to a brand, they're like, feel like they're going to hurt the brand's feelings if they shop somewhere else. Like they are loyal people. And they also kind of have the worst case scenario. They prep for everything. They're the ones with their diaper bag literally has like the band-aid box label like they have like mm-hmm. everything you could possibly they brought snacks for my kids and their kids because they weren't <laughs> sure if I'd bring snacks so they like think of all the things ahead of time and they're extremely loyal to their community and we've got the sevens the sevens are the enthusiasts they are party in a nutshell and they don't have to be I know very I know a ton of inverted sevens as well but sevens are known as the adventures they go out they have fun they try to avoid pain by like making the you know when it's like quiet and someone makes the awkward joke that's usually a seven because they're like I don't know what to say so I'm just gonna make an awkward joke so that's a seven they are looking for the fun and they're very motivated by fun the eights are known as the challengers. So they're the people that are posting the political memes that are getting people all up in a riot. They're the people that what they stand for is everything to them. So they will do anything for the people that are the underdogs. And they also will do, they are like extremely loyal. My husband is a seven or is a eight. Mine not too. Seven. Mine too. Yes, yes. I was like, so you understand. Yes get um, a deeper connection when they are being challenged or they're talking about something that's challenging, which for other types can be very yeah. overwhelming. <laughs> yes. Honestly, we clash a lot. The first, first, I was more of a two when we first got married and I know it can kind of change, but we clashed because I was very emotional and sir, like, I don't know, just mm-hmm. like, um, you know, wanted to help people and whatever. And he always was like, okay, let's start a debate. Let's just talk about this. Let's talk about it. And I'm like, why do we have to debate everything? I hate this. Like, can everyone get along? Like, oh yep. my gosh. My what husband's is literally yeah. the one like going to watch the debates, like all different types of them. I'm like, this is mm-hmm. so stressful for me. Yes. Yes. The people that are at heart that Same. I'm like, oh, and you, even as a one, ones are very much people pleaser driven and have yeah. their right way, which yeah. doesn't have to be fact-based or like political based. So yeah, eights are incredible because they literally like are great debaters Mm -hmm. and they are the people that stand up for what's right, no matter Mm -hmm. what, well, what they see is right, no matter what. So that's an eight. And then the last one is a nine and nines are the peacemakers. They will avoid conflict at all costs. They're also known as kind of the chill people. They need the most sleep than any Enneagram. Oh, I love that. <laughs> they have to be calm. Um, they are the person that if there is a conflict, they will try to talk people out of it or Aww. change the subject, move things away from it. Um, they also can be seen as very much a pushover, but it's because if they're given too many options, they actually get overwhelmed and they can't handle the situation. So um, nines are beautiful. So, and just, you know, all the types, there is no bad type to be. That's a question I get asked a lot is like, oh, is my type a bad type? And I was like, there's no bad types. Every type has good and bad traits equally. So putting that out there. <laughs> yes, definitely. One of my girls, um, one of my, on my team is a type seven and she was saying like, oh, 
type seven is the one that's like irresponsible and and people don't like them because um you know her perspective is like we're, we're kind of flighty we don't you know we're not responsible we don't show up but whatever but i was like no type sevens are the ones everyone needs in in their in their pocket you know they're fun they're spontaneous you can plan mm -hmm. a last minute trip with them like and so i think sometimes we are insecure about our enneagram because we see like the flaws of it but yes. when you're on the outside looking in like i actually grow when my my growth from one to is to seven so when i'm on vacation like I, i'll take spontaneous trips all the time and i'll kind of do the seven thing which is very unlike a one i feel like mm -hmm. but i feel like so happy when i'm a seven so i'm like no sevens are the best so yeah you just really have to focus on both the strengths and the flaws and and work with it because you can use your enneagram to become exactly you know all the great things that your enneagram is if you focus on those Yes, yes, I so agree. And I feel like um, one of the best things I heard was you actually know your type when you get it and you're disappointed or when you figure oh. it out and you're just because <laughs> you can see that all the negative traits, whereas all the other ones, like I'm like, I would love to be a seven. They're so yes. bubbly and fun. Yes. <laughs> but as a three, I'm like, oh, I see that I'm like a workaholic and yes. like I see all those negative traits. I love that. Okay. So now I feel like the next layer, we're not going to unpack all the layers, but the next layer is a wing. So mm -hmm. tell us what a wing is. So wings are directly next to your number. So like you are a one with a wing two. So your only choices would be to be a one with a nine or a two, which I'm sure you pick up some nine traits, but you probably mm -hmm. pick up the most of two traits, yes. which, so that means that you not only are a one that is like has to have things a specific way, a planner ahead of time, like things have to be done the all the right way. I'm like, I already said that, but same thing. Um, <laughs> but you have the two, which pulls you into also helping people. So now you want to use those one characteristics mm -hmm. to help others. Yes. And that's what's beautiful about it. And that's, so I'm a three with a wing two. So we share the mm -hmm. same wing. So I'm extremely motivated, but that is tied into now me helping others. So it's interesting as you figure out your type and then you start to learn about your wing type, you will see those traits that you're like, oh, I totally see that in my wing. So that's a great way is by like looking at both to the side of your number and then deciding which one you pick up the most traits from. And that's who you are. That's your wing. So my question also is, do you have to have a wing or can you be just all in on one? You don't have to have a wing. I will say it's extremely rare. And most people who say they don't have a wing will end up that they do have a wing as they go. Um, so you actually can be wingless or you can have both wings open if you are like extremely mm -hmm. balanced on both sides. So there is a possibility for that, but those types are definitely more rare. It's more common to have an open wing on one side. I'm like just trying to think of my husband's wing and I, I can't, I'm like, I don't know, nine, eight and nine doesn't go super like paired together. I, I need to research those ones though more. Yes. Uh, yes. And it's interesting because a lot of the wings are actually opposing sometimes. Yeah. Well, eight and so, nine seem very opposing to me. They do. And I actually, so my husband is an eight with a nine wing. So okay. that means even though he's a challenger, he is actually very, he was known as being like the peacemaker when he was growing up. He can be very calm. He definitely needs more sleep than I do. Um, whereas an eight with a seven wing, they have a lot of energy. So yeah, I see. I don't see that for sides. either You're like, my husband, but Hey, maybe yeah. in his like less stressed state, like in high school, like maybe he was more of a seven and Mm -hmm. You know, you know how in high school, everyone's more of a seven. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I do. I those 
seven parties. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Okay, so how would you say someone finds their Enneagram? Like, what's the best way for someone to find their Enneagram type? So um, this is the question I get asked the most, which is why I started my podcast because it like all the time, okay, I need to figure out my number. Right now I'm telling people to go take the test at truity.com and I'll have that like spelled out so you can have it in your show notes. Um, But truity.com, go take a test and that will give you an idea of what your number might be. I will tell you, I have tested correctly and I've tested incorrectly. So Mm. it's just such a deep, test that it's hard to actually know but at least that can give you somewhere to start like at least if you had number two like you had a place where you could start looking and finally like start grabbing other numbers and see if that was your type so that's at least somewhere to start and then what I do is actually sit down and start researching each number start listening to each number and that's why on my podcast that I'm starting I'm going to talk about each number and I tell everyone listen to each and every number type because it's important to learn each one so you understand the people around you as well as you understand yourself. Yes, absolutely. That is so true because I just, as you were going through the list, I was like, yep, there's my one sister. There's my other sister. There's Mm -hmm. my mom. There's my brother. There's my Mm -hmm. teammates. And especially with, if you're working with people closely, like your spouse or your teammates or your sisters, if you're still living at home, knowing those personalities, like even just knowing my husband's an eight, like, okay, he's not, he, he doesn't want to start a fight. He loves a chat. Like he, you know what I mean? Like sometimes I felt like, are you just trying to start a fight? But now I know like, okay, this is what he thrives on is Mm -hmm. challenge. And he, my sister lived with us for a year and I don't know if she's an eight also. I think she's maybe a nine wing eight or an eight wing nine, something like that. But she was Mm -hmm. known as a peacemaker growing up, but she's totally the same. And they would, I would just like, I'll sit in the back. You guys sit in the front and they would debate the entire car ride. And I loved it because I could just plug in my headphones and have a peaceful ride. And they could just like debate stuff that was like, didn't matter. And they didn't get, neither of them got offended. You yep. know, I would always end crying when I was in this debate. Cause I take things personally <laughs> yep. and I'm like, okay, this is better. So I totally believe that everyone needs to not just dive into their own number, but everyone or like every number so that you can understand the people around you and know yeah. that people aren't bad because they're different. Yes. Yes. Well, and I think knowing like for me, when I realized, Oh, my husband thinks differently than me, like, that yeah. sounds so silly because yes. obviously they do, but like knowing because eights, they see things as black and white. So having mm-hmm. a debate to them is black and white. It has nothing to do with your relationship because that's a whole nother subject. They literally are like, whereas yes. I feel my feels really deeply. I'm yes. in the feels triad. And so yeah. I feel my feels real deeply. Yeah. And I sit there and I'm like, oh, and now he's not going to love me because we had this argument where he's like, totally yeah. gone. He's on yeah. trucks now, whole different thought process. <laughs> like, yeah. They don't even now, stew now, over it. Yes. Weird. Yes. Well, and then learning like my kids type. So my kid is a seven and now understanding, oh my gosh, my kid actually has these great traits. I always think he's spontaneous and crazy and I couldn't figure him out. And then <laughs> figuring out he's a seven. I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. So I have to parent him by having fun choices for him. And I have to engage with him a different way than my other kids because of his number. So it's just fascinating when you dive into it. So when would you say that someone develops their Enneagram? Like, are they born that way? Like how's it, when's the earliest you can feel someone's? So I would say, um, you're born with it. It's like, excuse me, it's the nature versus nurture situation. 
So you're born with your own personality. I mean, Mm -hmm. as soon as you get your kids, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, geez, I'm in trouble. (laughs) So they're born with their own personalities. And then it depends on how they're nurtured. So often they'll say like, mine is probably coming from my parents were divorced. And so I was seeking Mm -hmm. a lot of attention. So that's probably how my type three was developed is now I am like, the only time I got attention was when I did good things. So I looked for all Mm -hmm. the ways to achieve as high as I could. So it's a nature and nurture like combined together. And so I would say the like probably around the age of five is the best time. I'm still working on my three-year-old and I, I can't figure him out, but I'm realizing his personality is just barely really coming Mm -hmm. out. So I'm saying by five, and then it stays the same the, your whole life. Just so it doesn't on, ever change. No, but it never changes. You are that number from the time you're five till forever. Okay. You will, and the numbers are all tied. There are certain things and behaviors you'll have that are very similar to other numbers. Mm-hmm. So like ones and fives are actually pretty similar. They have a lot of things mm. that are the same. So people will get mixed up with those things or be like, Oh, I'm kind of acting like this number. And a lot of time it's either cause they're in growth stress, mm. or they're not realizing that those traits are actually part of their number still, even when they're acting like another number. So, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And, but can your like wing take over in certain situations as well? I'm sure it could. I'm sure it could. Yeah. And it definitely like, if I wanted to be like, okay, I need to, Cause like as a three, I can get very in my head sometimes. Mm-hmm. Cause like, it's all about like what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so I'll have to pull for my two when I go into like social situations to be like, okay, we need to like, it's, yes. it's weird. <laughs> I was I like, I have to be like, okay, we've got to take care of other people yeah. because it doesn't come naturally to a three. Like it's just um, not a natural trait. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, you definitely like, my sis, my twin sister's a three. Oh, that's so fun. And it's actually fun to like look back at like our childhood and how just how we do things differently. And I feel like because we were kind of clumped together, I did a lot of three things with her. But now mm-hmm. that we're separate, we can our like our personalities have totally like come out different. And one and three have different controlling things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we were both kind of controlling in different ways, but like I was, you know, I swept my room every day in high school, like my half of the room every day in high school. And all these different things that I'm like, yeah, I was totally a one, but like, I always thought I was a two because my, because, you know, I thought you know, my mom's really service oriented. My grandma's really service oriented. Mm-hmm. So those kinds of things were kind of like a nat- nurture thing, but like yeah. my main one. Yeah. So I love that. I'm learning so yep. much. That um, is so Cause I just talked to twins this past week and one was a three and one was a two. And one said like, it's so nice to know our types and that we're different because people see us as the same so often yes yeah and now knowing our personality types we're literally completely different people and i'm like oh how freeing would that be to like know you're not the same as your twin yeah i was just i ran into someone in the grocery store and she was buying two cakes and i was talking to her and she's like yeah my twins are turning 19 today and like how do you and i was like oh i'm a twin and like she's like how did you like being a twin i'm like you know there's like you know it's the best thing ever because you have a buddy your whole life but it was hard until we kind of could be our own people because we were clumped together and we didn't really know who we were and we were just doing the same things. And it is so freeing. And, and not just when you're a twin, this is all so freeing when you can mm-hmm. finally be who you are, who you were meant to, whatever we said in the beginning, mm-hmm. permission to be who you are and who you're meant to be, because it's, it's just amazing when all the pieces line up. And I even used to be like, well, maybe I'm OCD or 
with some of my family, I'd be like, maybe they're a little bit on the autism spectrum, but Mm -hmm. some of these qualities and things are actually just personality types that I didn't even know existed. And so it's been, it's been amazing to learn. Yes. So now tell me a little bit about the stress and growth. We're not going to get super heavy into it. If you want to get super heavy into it, we're going to go over to her podcast on that. And she'll probably do episodes after she gets through all the numbers and the basics. But so what is, what does it mean to be, and like, how does it work with the, the little diagram? So this part's actually kind of like, it's complicated. I don't even have them all memorized yet. It's like, I'm like goals. Um, but yeah. currently actually on my, um, Instagram I'm doing that's like my focus for the next week and a half is like the stressors so people can see what their stress goes to so like today I posted Enneagram sevens Enneagram sevens go to a four when they are stressed so instead of their fun bubbly self fours with and it's an unhealthy four whatever it is whatever you go to it's unhealthy it's not like a great personality. So they go to an unhealthy four, which means that they're moody, they're sullen. Um, they don't want to like do things a specific, oh no, that's not true. I'm mixing it up. Sorry. I was thinking. I go to a four. four. (laughs) I was like, you go to a four. Yeah. I go to a four. Sevens go to a one. So they become unhealthy. Like you, (laughs) they're an unhealthy version of you. I, I say they're like a Monica. It's like Joey turning into a Monica. So (laughs) they become very, very in like focused on things being done correctly, which is so not like a seven. Mm-hmm. They want things to be in line. They want things to be ordered. They can end up being very, very moody and um, angry if things are not done their way. So they become very detail oriented, which is very not typical, not typical at all of a seven. So my business partner that I create planners with, she is a seven. And when we were working on planners together last week, we were trying to design our website and we were both in our stress. So me, I go to a nine. So I wanted to go take a nap and just (laughs) wanted to binge watch a show and not think about anything. And she was becoming very detail oriented and was like, no, it should look like this. Why is it not looking like this? And I finally looked at her and was like, you're being a one right now. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm totally being a one. (laughs) Oh my gosh, funny. So yeah, each type has the unhealthy version that they go to. And the diagram's kind of hard because they don't actually like make triangles for all of them. Yes, yes. So it's a little bit off, but if you Google it or I will get like a diagram up where you can actually see your growth and your stress in each of them because it's totally fascinating. It is so fascinating. Okay, so that's awesome. Yeah, so I go, I'm and I'm just barely learning about this, but I go to a four. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, what was for the unhealthy four? So unhealthy four is, so they're the individualists, but you become very moody, sullen, and you can be very clingy and have a desire for people to like see you for who you are. Okay, I can see that. (laughs) I can see that. Okay, but then I go to a seven in growth, which is just like fun, spontaneous, adventurous, all these kinds of things that ones aren't typically, and I love it. Yes, Um, yes. So yeah, it's so interesting to learn about those kinds of things because yeah, it's crazy. It's, 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 well, and it's crazy how true it is. And often, sometimes you can figure out what somebody's number is based off of how your stress is. So so if you're having a hard time with um, your number, like if I'm having a hard time, because I do one-on-one calls where I'll help people figure out who they are. Mm -hmm. And if I'm having a hard time, I'll ask them, okay, well, like last time you were sick, how did you behave? 
And so they'll kind of t walk me through like some of their behavior and that will help me narrow down their number. So if you're having a hard time, talk about it's your stress. So it's so interesting. Mm -hmm. So I, I love learning about all this. I, I think that it's so important, like you said earlier, to not only know your number, but to learn everyone else around you because you can draw on so many other people's strengths. Like my friend and photographer just moved into a new house and she invited me over to organize her kitchen. And it's like in rows, you know, all this stuff. Cause that's my strength. And mm -hmm. you know, hers is hers is research, 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 research. So getting into this house, she researched every single thing before, like everything, like she was, Did you she know, have a binder? Like, with, she, like I bet she had a spreadsheet, honestly. Oh, okay. Because she researched everything she wanted in the house. And then when she was looking for the house, she like went through, like she was asking questions. I was with her one day with a realtor and she was like, so um, what, she asked questions that I would, would have never even thought of in a million mm -hmm. years. She's like, so has there been any water in this area? I mean, that's kind of a common one, but I can't even remember what she was asking, but she was asking all these questions that I'm like, oh my gosh, that's good to know. Like good to think of. Uh -huh. And so, you know, and then, we have a type seven who's like going to throw the parties, but she's all about the DIY and like turning into fun spaces so we can bring mm -hmm. her in. And it's just, it's so nice to just be able, once you know everyone's stuff to just use that and collaborate with other people that can, you don't have those, you know, those strengths. So bringing those people on. Yes. Um, yeah. Utilizing those in your friendships. You, you end up with a deeper friendship when, especially when I figured out one of my best friends, she's a type nine. And that me as a three where I'm like, okay, hey, let's go, let's get, I'm like constantly moving on Marco Polo, we'll be messaging and I'm like the one doing 12 things and she'll stay in the same place for half a day and yeah. that's okay for her. Cause like, she's just, she's like, I'll get everything done. She just gets things done last minute. And so like knowing, oh, she's like, that's her. I'm not going to motivate her by like yeah. making her reward yeah. based. I just need to let her be herself. I love that. I've, yeah. I have a nine on my team and she is just always like, Oh, it'll be fine. It'll be okay. Yeah. Always. Everything's good. And she's like, has even like the, just the best, like calming voice. And she just makes everything feel so happy and like that everything will be fine. Like, yeah. I feel even like that the worst things. <laughs> the search for an Enneagram would be, it's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. Yeah. I love that. Oh, you need to make shirts, Enneagram shirts. I actually just talked to a company um, and she's been wanting to make shirts with me. So I'm like, oh, good. That's amazing. <laughs> Everything's fine. That seriously, that would be, I need to get one for each of my, like, and my, right? the number seven would be like, let's go. Right? <laughs> like, let's do this. Well, and I just want my like number plastered all over. Cause I'm like, yeah, I'm a cool three. <laughs> I know. I love that. That's very three of you. Oh yes. Very much. Oh, my. <laughs> like I'm a performer. I enjoy being in front of crowds. Now there are it. introverted threes that don't, yes. but like, it's very much, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Like and threes are doers. They, yes. my sister is a three and literally every single day she is doing something, some huge project. And she's like pregnant, super sick. She's like, Oh, I'm going to take a break this week. And then all of a sudden she's DIY four rooms. And I'm like, okay, is that a type yep. three break or what? Oh, because <laughs> oh, like, so, we're multitasking queens. Well, it's interesting also because that resting is actually not good for a three for an extended period of time. So like if, cause I found this out that like 
when you're, when you're stressed and you go into your stress, that's good to behave like that number for a little while to help you push back to your own Mm -hmm. number. But actually taking a rest day is extremely stressful for a three. Um, so we have to have kind of something planned or something to do because then we'll actually get rest. We need active rest is what it's called. And so doing something better. Yeah. My sister, she had brain surgery last year and like was working on projects in her bed as she was recovering from brain surgery. And that that makes so much sense. She just needed something to -hmm. constantly do. I love it. Well, we've learned so much, but I want to direct people to where they can find out more. So she, Tess has started a podcast, the Enneagram mom. It just started today. So, or now by the time this episode, two days ago, um, because this is going live on Wednesday. Um, So go over and check that out to kind of get more in depth on Enneagrams. But then also your Instagram account is the Enneagram mom as well, right? It is the Enneagram mom. And there's just periods in between the and Enneagram. So awesome. So go over and check her out. We're going to leave those links below in the show notes as well. And we're going to have some helpful diagrams in the, in the email that goes out today. So, um, get on the email list so that you can get like the weekly show notes and the weekly take home actions. Um, but the, the action that I want you to do today is go figure out what your Enneagram number is and the five closest people in your life. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming on, Tess, and telling us, sharing all of your wisdom with us. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here on the Kylie Mentors Moms podcast. If you have a friend that needs to hear this message, please share it. Hang out with us daily at Kylie and Studios on Instagram and use the hashtag Kylie Mentors Moms.